You are Locked On Jets, your daily podcast on the New York Jets, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. You are listening to the Locked On Jets podcast. It's Wednesday, October 10th, 2018, and I am your host, John B. from gangreennation.com. If you like the show, you can subscribe on iTunes or Spotify, and if you do enjoy it, leave it a good review on iTunes. We certainly do appreciate it. Well, we're still waiting for Aaron Boone to go to his bullpen. Uh, oh, my God. Uh, what a disaster. I, I don't even want to talk about it. I know some of you are baseball fans. Some of you aren't. Some of you are Met fans. That was just uh, – we complain about Todd Bowles, but that was a, just a, a clinic in how not to run a team the, those last two nights at Yankee Stadium. What a disaster. That's the rare instance where – you actually see a manager being the difference between his team winning and losing a series. It's and you. I mean, you could. I know you come here for for Jets talk, so we'll we'll talk about the Jets today. But I mean, I can't get over that. That's just unbelievable how badly he mishandled that series. I'm a Yankee fan, and I am annoyed. Uh, but we're talking about the Jets today, who are two and three, coming off a win. So at least a little happy note. Uh, on that front and I'm not going to try and slip one by you I know it's Wednesday which is usually crossover Wednesday here on the Locked On Podcast Network where we do a show with the hosts of the opponents podcast well there is no Locked On Colts podcast at the moment Uh, the network is searching for new hosts uh, so we're in a transition so we won't have a crossover show with locked on Colts today as uh, we search for a, a new host there I was thinking maybe should I try and sneak it by them but I, I, you guys are pretty smart you guys would have caught on and called me on it so what I wanted to do today was take a look at some pro football focus numbers because we have a partnership with the locked on podcast network and we don't really talk much about pro football focus numbers and i'll be honest i have a love-hate relationship with the website uh i really enjoy their advanced stats so they have these detailed stats that tell you how many yards a corner is allowed in coverage they go deeper than sacks they tell you how many pressures a edge rusher has gotten uh you talk about for running back they'll give you how many yards after contact a guy gets that kind of helps you figure out how much of a running back success is his offensive line how much is him breaking tackles so i love those stats because those are stats that take us deeper into the game i'm not as big a fan of their grades and their grades are probably better known they have this one to 100 grading system that they developed a few years ago prior to that they had another numeric system but now it's like one to 100 and there are two reasons i'm not big fan of it First of all is that I don't really know how they grade. Like they they've never really explained the system. I don't really we don't really know who's doing it. We don't know what they're valuing, what they're watching. The bigger reason I'm not a big fan though is just the way these numbers are treated like they're gospel. You know, if some writer will will go out there and tell you, "Oh, well this linebacker's got a 73 rating." So he's so he's pretty good. Well, that doesn't I mean, what does that mean? What does having a 73 rating really mean? I think it's a crutch that too many people use to try and explain the game in lieu of actual analysis so these are things i just want to keep in mind because we are going to talk about the numbers we're going to go through the colts and the jets and see just see how pro football focus does grade them this year but these are things i want you to keep in mind and the part of the reason i don't love it is that again i I feel like too many in the media just use it instead of doing their own homework and they, they don't consider that you know somebody's doing the grading and 
I watch the games too. I can do, I can draw my own conclusions. But beyond that, I think any grading system inherently has its own biases. Maybe they overvalue one thing, they undervalue another. So just stuff to keep in mind. But they are a partner with the podcast, and I did want to kind of take advantage since we have a day to take a look at what they provide us. So we'll go take a look at how the Colts stack up and how the Jets stack up. So anyway, at the quarterback position, Andrew Luck returned this year from the injury that cost him his entire 2018 season. They have him as their number 12th ranked quarterback. They give him an 81.6. And yes, I know I just went on and on about this one to 100 system. And now I'm giving you the grade. So just keep it, you know, Take it with a grain of salt. Don't don't use this as the ultimate as the ultimate system, but you know just take note of what I'm saying. Uh, so Luck is the 12th ranked quarterback in the league according to PFF. His wide receivers though have been letting him down, and that's interesting because and in, there are in a lot of instances where I look at the Pro Football Focus ratings and I disagree. There are other instances where I where I do agree with them, and I, when I've watched the Colts this year, I've been struck by how shaky their their receivers have been. And they don't have a receiver that Pro Football Focus has ranked in the top 50. Ryan Grant is number 56 with a 65.6. T.Y. Hilton, only the 64th ranked receiver. Zach Pascal, or Pascal uh, seven, number 78 with a 61.3 rating. And Chester Rogers is the 87th ranked receiver in the NFL, 59.4. What's interesting about this game, though, is that the Colts have the two of the top 10 receivers when it comes to run blocking. So maybe watch out some per, per, perimeter runs if uh, running backs get to the edge because that might be something worth watching. Jets may need to have their corners be aware. Jets may need their corners to help out and run support. Uh, at running at the running back position, the Colts have uh, Naheem Hines, who is their number, the number 26th ranked back in the league, Jordan Wilkins, the number 53 ranked back in the league. Hines, 67 rating. Wilkins, a 55.6. Again, it's a 1 to 100 scale. So that's where these guys rank. Um, at the tight end position, Colts have uh, number 28 in the league is Eric Ebron. Number 31 is Jack Doyle. So Ebron is probably one of the lower ranked top tight ends, whereas Doyle, if you have a tight end who's ranked in the top, your second tight end is ranked in the top 32, that's pretty good. Your top tight end is ranked number 28, that's not so good because there are 32 teams. So I guess you can kind of, that's pretty good depth, I guess, if you're judging it based on the pro football focus grading system. Then we look at the offensive line at center. Ryan Kelly's the pro football focus is 11th ranked center, so that's, that's pretty solid. Um, at guard, Matt Slauson, old friend, the number 23-ranked guard. Quentin Nelson, number 26-ranked guard. So both guys who are a little above average to guard. So you know, 60, you think 64 guards in the NFL, 64 starting guards, 34 teams, two starting guards per team, 23 and 26. That's, that's not too bad, although both do rank higher in uh, pass blocking than they do in run blocking. Um, Slauson has a 79 grade as a pass blocker, only 56.5 as a run blocker. Nelson has a 74.3 grade as a pass blocker, only 57.7 as a run blocker. So, But still two guys who, again, according to Pro Football Focus, are in the top 26. So that's what the Colts have on offense, according to PFF. Then at tackle, the, the Raven Clark, number 22, Denzel Good, number 69. So one guy who, again, on the upper echelon of the league, according to PFF, another guy who 
not so great. And we'll talk about the defense for the Colts when we get back here on this Wednesday episode of the Locked On Jets podcast. My bookie is slammed with new betters and wants to give everyone the best service possible. If you're willing to deposit after 7 p.m. Eastern time, they'll give you an additional $25 free play on deposits over $100. Join now and my bookie will match your deposit dollar for dollar. Use promo code Locked On to activate the offer. Visit MyBookie today, that's M-Y-B-O-O-K-I-E, and if you use promo code LOCKEDON when creating your account, you can claim up to $1,000 in free play, and if you're willing to hold out until after 7 p.m. Eastern Time, you can get an extra $25 free play by using promo code LOCKEDON25, LOCKEDON25. Number number you play, you win, you get paid at MyBookie. MyBookie is slammed with new betters and wants to give everyone the best service possible. If you're willing to deposit after 7 p.m. Eastern Time, they'll give you an additional $25 free play on deposits over $100. Join now and MyBookie will match your deposit dollar for dollar. Use promo code LOCKEDON to activate the offer. Visit MyBookie today, that's M-Y-B-O-O-K-I-E, and if you use promo code LOCKEDON when creating your account, you can claim up to $1,000 in free play. And if you're willing to hold out until after 7 p.m. Eastern Time, you can get an extra $25 free play by using promo code LOCKEDON25, LOCKEDON25. Number number you play, you win, you get paid at MyBookie. We're back today on the Locked On Jets podcast. Usually Wednesday means a crossover show with the podcast of that week's opponent. Right now, we don't have an opponent podcast, so we're taking a look at some pro football focus numbers and it's just an, this isn't an exciting show because we're trying out a new concept. Is it going to be something people love, people, where people will really be interested in the numbers? Is it going to be this guy just read me a bunch of numbers? Why did I listen to this? I don't know. And I'm really excited to find out. And, you know, that's one of the great things about the five-day-a-week podcast is you get to try out new things. Some of them will fall flat, and then some that you don't think are going to be successful end up being something people love. So we'll find out. And in case you're wondering, Aaron Boone still has not gone to his bullpen yet. I promise you I'll get over this in due time. It may take a week or so, so you may have to deal with a week's worth of Aaron Boone being a bad manager jokes as I work through my frustration. Uh, so let's anyway, let's take a look at the defense. Uh, and the Colts have two of PFF's top 28 corners. We'll start in the secondary. Pierre Desir is number 17, and Kenny Moore II is number 28. And I apologize. I don't know all of these guys' names by heart, so I apologize if I'm mispronouncing anything. Desir has a 72.5 rank, uh, grade. Moore has a 69.3, so Desir 17, Moore 28. They also have the 87th-ranked corner, Nate Hairston, with a 55.7 grade, so that's not so great. Now you look at the safety position, and... Coming in, the 16th graded safety in the league is a guy who may be familiar to Jets fans because there was a lot of debate heading into last year's draft back in 17 whether Jamal Adams or this guy was the top safety in the class, and that's Malik Hooker. He's ranked number 16 in the league. He's, of course, is coming off a season-ending injury last year that cost him most of his rookie year. He grades out right now at 78.2, so off to a solid start this year if you listen to PFF. They also drop. They have the 45th and the 59th ranked safeties, which are, you know, not terrible when you consider their 64 starting safeties in the league. Matthias Fairley is ranked number 45 in the league. He has a grade of 66.4. Clayton Gathers 
is ranked 59th in the league. He has a grade of 60.5. So that's where the Colts stand at safety. Look at the linebacker position. Colts have two of the top 15. Anthony Walker is the 14th best uh, linebacker, according to PFF. Darius Leonard, the 15th best. Walker, a grade of 73.3. Leonard, a grade of 78.2. Zaire Franklin is the 63rd best linebacker in the league, according to PFF. He's a grade of 53. So little drop-off there. Two of the top 15 grades in the league, though. When it comes to interior defenders, not looking as great. Margus Hunt, the 33rd ranked, uh, 33rd graded safety in the league. He's ranked number 33. He's their top guy, and he's the only guy in the top 64, 63. Jihad Ward is number 64. Al Woods is number 94. Grover Stewart, number 106. So the interior, we're talking about the interior of the line. They're not quite as strong. Linebacker, they have two of the top 15. Interior in the, on the interior, they don't have anybody in the top 32, and obviously 32. There are 32 teams in the league, which essentially, if you're number 33, that means you're not really a legitimate, you know, number one kind of guy at your position in this league. When we talk about the edge, uh, Danico Autry is the 10th ranked edge defender according to PFF, although he is. Uh, not a big-time pass rusher. When we're talking about edge defenders, they don't have anybody who's ranked in the top 31 of being a pass rusher. But when we talk about their total grade, when you add in run defense and coverage, Autry does better. Jabal Sheard is the 33rd-ranked edge defender in the league. He's got a 71.6 grade. Again, this is 1 to 100. And Kamoko Toure has is the 93rd-ranked edge defender in the league. So... That's where the Colts stand. Um, he's he's great as fifty one point six. So that's a little, it's a little little preview of, of where the Colts stand. If you if you buy into the Pro Football Focus grades, which you may you may not, I would advise you not to take those as gospel. I'm just offering these to give you like a broad sense of where the Colts stand right now. So you give you kind of give you the positions where they're solid, where they're not. You know, some of the weaker positions are wide receiver. Again, according to PFF, um, linebacker is one of their better positions. Interior, def- interior defensive line is a position where they're relatively weak. So they just give you an idea of some of their strengths and weaknesses, based at, at least based on what PFF has to say. And PFF should be one of many sources that you use. But since, of course, they are a partner with the Locked On Podcast Network, I wanted to tell you what they had to say about the Colts. And we'll talk about what they have to say about the Jets when we move on here on the Locked On Podcast Network. We're here on the Locked On Jets podcast on a Wednesday episode where we're talking about pro football focus grades, and I'm making lots of cracks about Aaron Boone's terrible decision-making that cost the Yankees the the ALDS against the Red Sox. So we're going to take a look at some of the pro football focus grades for the Jets, and I'm going to give you over-under. And what I want to do is figure out, I'll give you the player's ranking. I'll give you my opinion on whether they're ranked too low, too high, or just right. So a little over-under, maybe over-under push. And you can also draw your own conclusion. So we'll start with Sam Darnold. They have Sam Darnold ranked as the 33rd best quarterback in the league, according to their grading system. Now, there are only 32 teams. Some teams have had a couple quarterbacks play because of injury. You know, some, some teams have made a quarterback change. So there are more than 32 quarterbacks in the league. I get why he's that low, because he had those two terrible games, one against Jacksonville, one against Cleveland. That does seem a little low to me. I don't think he'd be much higher, but I I think that that's too low. So I'd say he should be higher uh, on that front. Go to the wide receiver position. 
Quincy Nunn was ranked 22nd. I think that's about right. I think you have to factor. He'd be higher if he did, if he did not factor in that terrible game he had against uh, Denver on Sunday. I think that's probably about where he is. He's a guy who, at this point of the year, five games in, probably a number one guy, but a lower end number one guy. No problem with that. Jermaine Curse, 43, 43rd best. Terrell Pryor, 55th best. That seems too high to me. I don't think either of those guys have been terribly productive. I think they both had isolated moments here or there, but I think that's too high. Whereas Robbie Anderson, 91, 91st ranked receiver in the league, so that essentially puts him as the, as the lower echelon of number three receivers. I mean, he's had a rough start, but I just think that game alone on Sunday probably should put him a little higher. And I'm just saying this off the top of my head. Look, I haven't ranked all these receivers. I may go, I may, I'm, I'm giving you my instant reaction. Based on my gut feeling, you know, I may go back. I may be forgetting things I reviewed on the film. I may go back on my notes and realize that PFF was right. I'm just giving you my instant reaction over under. So I'd say none more just right. Curse and Pryor probably too high. I don't think either of them are really in the category of number two receivers. And you know, we're talking number two receivers. We're talking somewhere between 32, 64. That seems a little high to me. Anderson, I think probably a little too low. Now, if it was a week ago and Anderson did not have that game against Denver. Different story. I'd say 91 would probably be right. My hunch is that that's a little low. Talking about now running backs. Isaiah Crowell, their number four back. Which, that seems a little high. I mean, he had a great game against the Lions. Spectacular game against Denver. A good game against Cleveland, aside from the dumb penalty. He's even the fourth best back in the league. Eh, I don't know about that. And then Bilal Powell, number 34. I think that's a little low for Powell. I think Powell's also been pretty effective. So I, I think that that's a little low. So I'll say Crowell too high, Powell too low. That's that's what I'll say there. The tight end position, Jordan Leggett, number 16. That seems too high to me. Chris Herndon, 47. Eric Tomlinson, 56. More or less, I think that's accurate. I think Leggett, though, Leggett is the 16th great, highest graded tight end in the league. And what's Leggett really done? And they have Leggett as a you know scoring pretty well as a receiver. Um, I think that, that that just seems too high to me. At 16, he's not the top 16 tight end. The center position, Spencer Long, they have him as the 27th ranked center. Now remember, only one center per team, so we're grading you know one through 32 essentially. And there are some teams that, of course, have played multiple guys due to injury, so it may not fall all the way to 32. 27, that's on, he's been disappointing so far. I don't think there's any question. Grades out around equally poorly as a pass blocker and a run blocker. I, I can't argue with that. At guard, Brian Winters, number 30. James Carpenter, number 36. So you have 64 starting guards in the league. Every team has two. Both guys are around average. Maybe... I'd say about right for Winters. I think he's had some good games, some bad games. I think he's trending down after a pretty good start. Carpenter, 36, that seems a little high. I don't think he's been that great this year. I don't think he's been, yeah, I'm not trying to say he's been an average guard. At tackle, Brandon Shell, number 36, Kelvin Beecham, number 42. I think Shell, that's a little too low for him. I think he's been above average this year. Beecham, 42. It's been a rough start for Beecham. I'd say somewhere between push and a little too high. I think I may push him down a little bit. Again, tackles like guard. You have 64 starters in the league. All right, at corner, you have Morris Claiborne at number nine. That's way too high. I'm, he had a good game Sunday against Denver, but he's I mean, he's been plagued by – he's been lucky on a number of occasions. I think that's putting him too high. Tremaine Johnson, number 37. 
That's too high, too. I mean, they gave him a great grade for his game against the Cleveland Browns when he was burned a couple times and the Browns left some throws on the field. And I think that they're overrating these group of corners so far. At uh, number 82, the 82nd best corner in the league, Daryl Roberts. The 94th best corner in the league, according to their grading system, Buster Screen. Roberts at 82, Screen at 94. I can buy that. That that makes sense to me. So I think push. I think Claiborne too high. Johnson too high. That's that's what I think at the cornerback position. The safety position, Marcus May number 10. Too high. And I, I wouldn't be shocked to see May do very well by the end of the year. Maybe a strong game against Denver. I did not think he played well against Jacksonville. Those are only two games. I think too high is number 10. Jamal Adams, number 12. Jamal Adams has been good this year, so I think that that's about right, if not a little too low, if not a little too low. And, again, I'm going off my gut here. I think Adams has been tremendous. Doug Middleton, number 71. Uh, I think that that might be selling him a little short. I thought he did a serviceable job in place of May when he was starting. I think 71, that puts you outside the top. Again, two start, typically two starting safeties. Some teams will roll three safety looks. Saying he's not, that's essentially saying he's not starting material, which I guess sounds right. I think he was serviceable, though, when he was in there for May. So I think they may be selling him a little short. At the linebacker position, you have Darren Lee as the 16th-ranked linebacker, Avery Williamson the 18th-ranked linebacker. I think for both of them, that's a little too high. I think they've both been kind of up and down this year. I think Williamson has been really good as a tackler. I think he's played the run well. I think he's struggled in coverage, though. Lee's been up and down. Lee's been kind of feast or famine. So I think that's a little... I, I wouldn't put. I wouldn't drop them a ton, but my gut tells me that's probably a little too high for them. Now let's talk interior defenders. They have Steve McClendon as the 21st-ranked guy. I told you yesterday what I think of McClendon. I think he's done a great job. So I think no problem with McClendon being the 21st-ranked guy. Leonard Williams, the 40th-ranked guy. Henry Anderson, the 41st. I think that's about right. I think they've both been above average. I don't think either of them has been spectacular. So that sounds about right. Williams, of course, had the tremendous Week 5 game against Denver. And Nathan, Nathan Shepard, number 80. Again, I think that's about right. He's kind of struggled up front. I think he's after he was a guy who you know made quite a bit of noise in training camp in the preseason, and then since the games have started, you haven't seen anything that great. And we'll finish with the edge defenders. They have Jordan Jenkins ranked as the 69th best guy, Brandon Copeland as the 87th, and Frankie Louvu is number 94. So not very good rankings for these guys. Again, most teams you know you'll typically see two edge guys per team. So we're talking top 64 if you're to be a legitimate starter. Jenkins 69, Copeland 87, Louvu 94. I think Copeland may they may be selling short a little bit. Copeland is I think has done a surprisingly decent job. So I think I, I would put him above higher than that. I think the other two it sounds about right. I think Jenkins has been kind of up and down. He's had his moments. He's had his moments of struggle, and Louvu. I mean, he's a non-drafted rookie. I, I'm not expecting big things out of him. Maybe he can develop into a player. 94, though, uh, you know, I'm thinking this, I'm thinking out loud. I think 94 might be a little low for Luvu, just my gut feeling. So those are my views on this situation. And when it comes to Aaron Boone, the absolute worst uh, grade I can give somebody. I, I don't know if PFF does baseball managerial grades, but he'd be a bot. If anything, anything above 30 for Aaron Boone right now, I think would be too high. Anything above the 30th ranked manager in baseball would be too high. And I, I promise you I'll get over it. 
Uh, but it's going to take some time. I'm going to have to talk my way through this one because I'm, and I'm sorry if you're not a baseball fan. And I'm sorry if you're a Mets fan. Well, if you're a Mets fan, you're probably enjoying my misery. If you're a Yankees fan, you, you know what I'm feeling right now. You know how annoyed I am right now over that. But I'm interested to hear our feedback from the show. You know, is it, was it a situation where I gave you interesting numbers? Is it a situation where I literally, where you're like, why did I have to listen to this guy spout off a bunch of numbers for, you know, 25 minutes? I'm interested to find out whether you like the show or not. If not, then we won't have to do it. We won't do another show like this. It's five days, five days a week. We experiment with stuff. That'll do it for today. This has been the Locked On Jets podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. As always, if you like the show, subscribe, iTunes, Spotify. Leave the show a good review in iTunes if you do enjoy it. Hope you have a wonderful Wednesday. We'll be back tomorrow. Take care.